might have helped when you, so you didn't run into that lady. No, I didn't run into a lady. I was running near her, and she <laughs> had a pit bull that was like the same size she was, and the pit bull was kind of like doing that thing where it was tugging on a very short leash, and that I was way. watching respectfully as I was running towards this large dog. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this if you've ever gone on a jog near somebody with a dog, sure. especially if you're coming up from behind them. That's a wild card. That is an absolute wild card. So I wasn't paying attention to my footing. I was paying attention to the dog and I needed to make a left hand turn. And that's where I slipped. Dude, you ever do it on a bike? People act like you're a wizard, like you appear out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah. how did you not hear me breathing the last <laughs> half mile down the block sucking wind? That's what the bell is for. To, if you to, have a bell on your bike or the giant honky honky horn. Yeah, everyone's got a giant rubber clown horn on the front of their bicycle. Auga, <laughs> auga. <laughs> oh, it's like a Model T. <laughs> oh, here comes the 275-pound toilet riding down the street. Oh, here All comes the drive. penny farther coming down with his with his old-timey horn. Well, well, well you see that guy because he's <laughs> 12 feet in the air. It's like a Roger Rabbit horn, like, auga. <laughs> I think that's based off of, like, the horns that used to be included on, like, some of those, because they were mechanical. You would have to, like, crank them like an air raid <laughs> siren. I know you can tell that Luke has an interview tomorrow, because he's still wearing a shirt with buttons on it at 8 p.m. And his, hair, like his hair is perfectly done, too. It does, yes. This is a comfortable shirt, man. This is one of the Uniqlo flannels. Oh, it's like, oh uh, nice. You, no, nice. You sponsored Roger Federer? I could wear this to bed, to be totally honest. It, like one glass of wine, I could easily, very comfortably wear this to sleep. <laughs> Speaking of looking like absolute dynamite, Zach, do you want to tell us about your hat? Yeah, I bought the I bought this new hat. It's apparently the all the hat that the youths are rocking. It's a hemlock hat. If anybody hemlock. knows what it is, it's a... It's like a sort of like a straw, straw Greg Norman-ish type hat, but like the underneath has got a cool print. So yes, yours, I, I, yours appears to be tigers and leaves, if I can yeah. see that correctly. Yeah, yeah. You guys, guys remember, guys remember Tiger King? That was crazy. Memba, Memba. That was crazy. Carol Baskin, did she do it? <laughs> In this house, we believe she did. Zach, that hat is designed like it. The, the top of it looks relatively like standard, like straw hat that you would wear on like a hot day. Mm -hmm. but the bottom has an electric pattern, which just tells me it's it's intended to be worn just barely on the back of your head. Just after having ripped the longest uh, bowl ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the longest bowl? I thought you were going to say the longest drive ever. Yeah. I mean, you could do both one right after the other, knowing well, how this people is, behave on golf courses nowadays. This is a pretty, it's a pretty versatile hat. I mean, I can use it when I have to do my lawn work and, yep. you know, the 95 degree heat. Sure. And it, can, it covers, covers my fair skin. And then I can also use it when I'm on the golf course and when I'm, you know, pounding, pounding uh, um, blue moon lights guys on the beach too. It's perfect. Look at that. Welcome to Midworst Podcast, where we're pounding blue moon light skies on the beach wearing our hats. My name is Luke. I am a toilet. And I am Sack. 
Um, the the I, at my first thought looking at the hat, Zach was, oh, the froth course, like the perfect hat to wear, the froth course on a bright sunny day, get the Scoo- shade. Yeah, throwing scoobers, throwing scoobs. But to be honest, a true scoob tosser would never wear that hat because it would get in their way too much. They'd have to lift the brim too much to get out of the way to really evaluate their lives. So I don't know if that that would be a, a serious competitor's uh, hat. <laughs> Do you have to wear a backwards hat to do that? I assume like any front-facing brim is going to be kind of an impediment to your uh, peripheral vision. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you ask. Um, Thank you for bringing up Frisbee Golf in a serious tone. Uh, you the were the one who brought up frisbee golf in a serious tone. Yeah, I but was, you, uh... we haven't made a no one's made a joke yet, which is good. Um, the Las Vegas Classic was this past weekend. Uh, shout out to Eagle McMahon. I think he won. I'm currently watching the Eagle McMahon right House, is... household name. Eagle McMahon. Eagle oh. McMahon. That is not his name. <laughs> okay, so I have Eagle a McMahon of... is like a regional wrestler, but only in like the greater <laughs> Appalachian area. Eagle McMahon is like the perfect frisbee golf name. So many of these guys have like just absolutely perfect frisbee golf names another one who was really strong this past weekend was garrett girthy oh he's gonna (laughs) (laughs) no his name is not garrett girthy garrett girthy and eagle mcmahon did not have a pairing at this week's las vegas open they were the lead card for round two baby are you sure this wasn't some just like amateur porn that you watched on accident i mean it was honestly some of these drives are pornographic like i don't know if it's a sport where you actually have to play it once or twice to have a true appreciation for what these guys are doing for throwing a 175 gram frisbee 500 plus feet is actually insane to watch these people do it, um, it's actually a lot harder of a sport than it looks i'm actually very impressed like i saw a video going around of some dude banging chains on like an 80 foot putt yes and that was pretty impressive yeah actually like, i don't even that's not even a putt that's an approach uh 80 foot i mean for some of these guys it's a putt like Paul Macbeth, who is the greatest frisbee golf golfer, he's the guy who signed. As we know, as we, know. we have Paul Tiger Macbeth. Woods, Michael Jordan, Paul Macbeth, Eagle Paul McMahon, McMahon, Greg Gary up Gerthy. there with Greg Hastings and paintball. Like we got all the people. Paul Macbeth, who is our age and just inked a ten-year, ten million dollar contract, which honestly is probably underselling him. This guy is so freaking good at frisbee golf; he's worth even more than that. But I think he just had loyalty to this company, and that's why he wanted to go with those crazy 10-year, 10, $10 million deals. Do they the even make $10 million dollars in revenue in a year? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no no offense. I'm just wondering what the economies of scale here for like a $10 million deal for anyone in a specialty sport like that, like up to and including Tony Hawk. They just signed <laughs> a, a lucrative deal for $1.2 million a year with Versus. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> DAZN. <laughs> yeah, with DAZN, the now defunct sports sports casting network um it looks like his net worth is four million dollars currently um probably yeah. most of it's locked up in bitcoin <laughs> illiquid defi- real estate it's definitely possible i mean these guys pull in a couple thousand dollars like toilet what's a purse like at one of these that's what i'm saying like a, a purse at one of these could range anywhere between like you know like a thousand dollars is like your local ch- chain banger c tier event and then the the A tier stuff pulls in, and the smallest is probably anywhere around ten thousand, and the biggest purses go anywhere close to like a hundred thousand. So, so so if I if my name is Dick Harder and I want to you know make a little bit of money on the side, do you think like 
what's the level of competition? Are these guys like full timers out there? Like, yes, these guys in every have, day, their second job. Some of them are like vloggers and have YouTube channels and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Obviously they're all sponsored. So they do like sponsorship events and things like that. But these guys are training year round for this sport. Yeah. My father, my father-in-law is a great Frisbee golfer. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my God. How do we not talk about that at the wedding? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you were into it at that point. Oh my like God! Yeah. No, stop no, it. stop it! Stop, stop it! Stop, stop I've been banging. I've been banging change since chain since the summer of 2015. I've been banging chain since college, baby. I'm right. going on year 10. So, so toilet. What? What's your bag like? What do you carry? Oh, you guys want a live bag? Yeah, sure. Oh my God! Why did you open this door? Do you Zach? want me? You want me to go get my bag? Yeah, you go get your golf clubs and Tyler can get his frisbee golf. <laughs> no, I actually have. We could just I, have the best podcast of I all time have right now. I actually have frisbee golf discs too. I've been outfitted. You do? Where did you get them? I uh, got a couple from my father-in-law and bought a few at like a local uh, implement down in uh, down in Tupelo. It's a great uh, son and father-in-law sports. Very low key, uh, very casual, fun for all ages. Yeah. Um, this is my putter pack I use. I bought my own pin to practice in the backyard, so I get a little putter pack going, working on my short game. Um, oh, my have, God. You just gave me a great idea. I got to get a chain for the backyard. Dude, I got 70 like a bucks. 70 I got a perfect bucks. size backyard for it, too. 70 bucks, dude. Best investment of my life. That's what I did half a quarantine. One, Some of these discs I've had since college, which is kind of cool. Well, um, so, what's the – like like in golf, you can only have 14 clubs in your bag when you play. What's okay. the What's the limit in froth? Is it oh. like you can only play with like six discs or something no, or like it's whatever you carry, dog. Like these oh. guys carry bags like this that are just filled with discs. <laughs> um yeah, and a lot of these I found. Like, just like one. a steamer trunk full of discs <laughs> that they're hauling behind them. This is the goat, Paul Macbeth. I found one of his discs out on the course. It um, actually belongs to him. It actually belongs to him, yeah. Is he like um, the Johnny Appleseed of Froth, like he's played at every course. No, he's only thirty. He's not like one of the OGs. Um, I'm trying to think of the names of the actual OGs. And it's like honestly a young man's cheeks. game. Like most of these guys who tour are like thirty, thirty-five and under. Like not a lot of oldsters are like rocking, you know, like A series stuff. Like most of them are like, you know, they train, they get in shape, they, you know, it's like the Tiger Woods thing. Like it's obviously light years behind the popularity but people are getting in shape people take it pretty seriously so when people kind of joke around like oh it's like get into frisbee golf like we could like make some money off of it like it is so i have yeah. gotten marginally better in the 10 years that i've played um these guys do this year round and you know it takes a true investment to get good at it it's it's like the same it's like the same thing with like every country club has a guy who's got like they have one dude who's probably like a plus handicap and everybody who plays with them is like oh he could be good enough to you know maybe make it on like the cornflower tour or whatever like that's like the that's like the like minor league tour and it's like dude the difference between you know your local like plus two handicap and a pro is like it's the great it's the grand canyon yeah. like it doesn't look like it to most but like that that does and i assume it's got to be the same in any sort of game or industry where it it, it it looks on the odds like to the outsider like oh this could be pretty easy and then you're like oh wait no these guys are actually like amazing at this it takes incredible skill and determination and practice foreign yeah. industry is the same way <laughs> LOL. Just ask Dick Girthy or whatever. <laughs> Just <his name>. ask. 
crack well, the earth. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is I'm glad that it's helped legitimize the sport a little bit. People are playing it seriously. It's a great sport for right now. It's socially distant. It's, oh, it's outside. Perfect. It's pretty cheap. It's uh. You know, oh yeah, the barrier to entry is very low. I mean, yeah. you can get like a pack of discs and like what for twenty five bucks and On most Amazon. You got everything. Yeah, most need. um, most park districts have a free course too. So we have a couple of free courses in Franklin. Nevada is a legal state for marijuana. Was anyone puffing on that dro in between holes like Angel Cabrera does with cigarettes in the PGA? Um, I mean, obviously no, but you know, it definitely <laughs> lends itself to like the guy, like the serious tournament stuff. Like, is you know, guys are there to make money, but like the guys who just like screw around and like have vlogs and stuff, like obviously, like they're smoking on that a, loud pack. Yeah, having a good ass time or a GAT, as I like to say, out on the course. So, shout out to any of you needing a quarantine hobby for the last few months. We're riding this out. Hopefully, this smoke, summer, pick up banging that Chang hobby. Bang, bang chains and smoke loud. <laughs> smoke oh, that chain back. <laughs> Paul Paul Macbeth has got a great like dude perfect video pinned to his Twitter account. I'm following yeah. him now. Toilet. There you he, go, dude. Is he yeah, wearing it's, that it's like, same he's like, hat you're wearing? No, <laughs> no, he does not. It would it would in it would uh, uh, interfere with his motion, with his throwing motion. His scoobs would be off. To be honest, Paul McBreath, Paul McBeth is kind of the <laughs> Paul McBreath, Paul McBreath, Puff Paul, McBreath, Puff McBreath, <laughs> Puff McBreath um, is kind of like the uh, Tom Brady of the frisbee golf world. Like, let's say, like three years ago, before he was on social media, like he's kind of like a statue. He's like laser focused, kind of doesn't really like the other guys are like chatting and like you know whatever during the during the course. And Paul does not speak to anyone during his gameplay. He's pretty serious, locked in. So there's like other this. guys to follow if you need some other names. I got you. But is he also like the Tom Brady and the fact that like 30 is probably like crazy old for this game? Um, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he, obviously, he's a 10-year contract, so he's under contract presumably until he's 40 years old. Um, will he be still be winning championships at that time? Probably I don't know. Who not. knows? But he'll probably still be a pro, and he'll you know sneak one in every once in a while. What are What are the majors? Um, the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Yeah, like, well, like, yeah, do they have, like, the four majors, like, in golf? Um, They have, like, close to, like, ten events, and then, like, based on your the One in Orlando, one in Las Vegas. <laughs> one in Santa Fe. And one in One in Boulder. <laughs> they go to, yeah, they obviously go to those types of places, but the courses they play. Sacramento. It's kind of cool, because they play, like, all over the United States. Like, there's, a, like, a really cool one in the Northeast. Um, they play, I think the end of the year is in, like, South Carolina area. Um. Yeah, so something to sponsored check out. by whatever like off-brand Yeti coolers are. <laughs> now you're making now you're making fun of frisbee off, and you're hurting my feelings. Well, I noticed that you had uh, making fun of people for things that they like on here, so I feel yes, like I needed I to uh, to uh, give, give, you, give you some digs in there. What a professional. Okay, so I have a new assistant in one of my classrooms. And I'm chatting with him, kind of getting to know him, chatting with one of my kids. And, you know, this kid and I have always chatted about Pokemon. That's like something that he's into as well. Uh, I can already hear you laughing, Zach. <laughs> because you said Pokemon. Pokemon. Po Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, and the Pokemon. If you're new to the Pokemon game, there were two trailers dropped last week. The Diamond Pearl Gen 4 remakes. And then a very interesting Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is kind of like a Breath of the Wild slash Pokemon game, which looks pretty cool. Kind of focused on filling out the Pokedex, doing side missions, kind of, you know, 
anti the traditional, you know, battling, leveling up, becoming the champion uh, storyline, which is kind of cool. But anyway, I'm talking to uh, this new assistant and the student and you know, he talks about, you know, we're talking about Pokemon and all the games and the trailers. And we watch the trailers in class. It's great. We're building relationships with kids. I'm talking about Pokemon at work. I'm having an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, this new guy, like he's also into Pokemon. You should bring it up to him. And this is another guy I have lunch duty with who I've been kind of chatting up another new guy in the building. So I go up to him the next day. I say, hey, man, I heard you're pretty into Pokemon. And that's all I said. And he kind of gives me like the side eye, like, uh, I don't know. Why do you ask? Like, he was kind of like ready for me to make fun of him because he liked Pokemon. And I said, D- he, you know, both these guys are like fresh out of college, 22 years old. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm about it. I'm about I, that. Life. I, I am the Pokemon master. I yeah, This guy was way more into it than I was, it turned out. Um, but it kind of just reminded me like, oh, yeah. Do you guys remember like when people would make fun of things that you like? Like it would be it's hilarious <laughs> to do that to your coworkers too. Like if you find out one of your coworkers has a hobby, it's like you do that. You fucking baby. That's baby <laughs> shit. You might as well just go watch Barney playing oh, Pokemon. <laughs> you're a guy who likes to bake. That's so lame. That's so I'm like, dude, I'm. I'm 30. Like, I'm just here to, like, make friends and chat. I'm not here to, like, tease you like I'm the cool guy in the school and put you in a locker because you like Pokemon. Like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here truly with the white flag just trying to meet in the middle and talk about mine. The kids like are going to bully you enough for being, like, over the age of 18. They're just going to call you, like, an old man anyway. You've got to all be together as teachers. Yes. You're all yeah. the same team. I mean, if you guys, if you guys aren't on t- if, like, TikToks, aren't your thing in minecraft like y'all are a bunch of olds yeah for sure like the kids already make fun of us like no matter what we do it's not cool like we play music in the lunchroom i'm like hey guys like what do you want to listen to like what do you guys and they're always playboy cardi nothing no they don't even give me that it's like nothing you wouldn't understand i don't care play whatever you want boomer i'm like i'm like really trying to extend the olive branch here and like see what you guys want to like Obviously, it's hard to find stuff that's school appropriate that they think is cool. But if there School is boy Q, the baby, <laughs> you guys heard the Daft Punk live album. We're about to crank this shit to fifteen. <laughs> so I need some suggestions to play at lunch. So if you guys have anything, you Daft Punk live album, Robot okay. Rock, perfect. Like, get the get the lunchroom fucking banging with some of that uh, <laughs> French house. Get all the kids hyped to go to fifth period French everybody loves that album like every single person who has heard that album absolutely loves it daft punk alive that shit rocks Hmm. i'll have to check it out me and all the kids will give you a review next week if they don't like it um tell them luke sent it blame it on your lame ass other 30 year old friend that'd be pretty funny Uh, well don't co-opt 30 year old culture you're not there yet Oh, my mistake. Luke. Excuse yeah. me. Toilet, you should you should actually have your kids write reviews of listening to Daft Punk and then read them on the pod next week. Oh, yeah. Kind of a, oh, uh, yeah, dude situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, Zach, I see you have a topic on here about uh, country music lyrics. Yeah, do we want to go We want to go into that? We want to do a read-along? Or a read-along? Yes, read-along? let's yeah. do a read-along. Is it a sing-along or a read-along? But I guess I could sing it, but I don't think you guys know this one. I don't think we do either. Have you uh, adopted country culture since you've lived in Tennessee? No. Well, I mean, I do have this hat on, but I mean, I like I've always liked a little bit of country music, but um, I like more of the like folksy sort of like Kenny Chesney singer songwriter one. No, not like the not like the like Nashville country. Willie. 
Yeah, you know, like that, like Jason Isbell, um, Chris Stapleton, like he's finally kind of hit the airwaves a little bit with like popular radio stuff. But like, I don't know. I don't really like the like grit and girth blank pickup truck, cold beer, Friday someone, night. Someone with a lame ass name like Luke Fowler singing country <laughs> music. <laughs> I'm serious. I, there's like some guy named Chris Fowler, and then every other male country singer, for whatever reason, is named Luke. Luke Bryant. Luke Bryant. Luke Combs. Luke, Luke, Luke Combs. Combs. I like. I like. Luke, I like Luke Combs. He's just overplayed. Like a couple of these guys just get like super. They have like one album, and then they end up getting like seven singles off of it. Mm. They play him for two years, but okay. alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's no longer like about your dog leaving you. It's about it's about getting a uh, getting a beer. And so this is this song is going to going to is going to go is kind of up that alley. So this is by um, well back backtrack for a little backtrack a little bit. On Sunday, Katie and I were out. Uh, we were out doing some some errands, and so we were <clears throat> driving around. And I think we had like the the country music station on. And I, I heard this song in the background and I kind of had to like turn it up a little bit because I couldn't really quite believe the lyrics. And uh, I believe we have uh, the, the poet laureates of our of our generation. <laughs> Look and move over Louise Gluck. I think we have a I think we have a couple of uh, Nobel Prize winners for uh, for poetry coming here. Running errands with my wife on a Sunday, buying a bunch of shit from Joanna Gaines. <laughs> Going how, did, how, did you, how did you actually know we did go to Target and I did buy something from the Home and Hearth section? What did you get? I got the, one of those little signs where you flip it on one side, it says clean for the dishes, Stop. and then on the other oh, side, it says dirty. God bless. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Are oh you, my you got God. it. Who picked this out? I picked it out. Oh my God, how Zach. Mu- how much do you think it was? <laughs> $8. Thirteen dollars. Yeah, it was about twelve bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Didn't you already have one that had a dog on it? Is this your second clean, dirty dishwasher sign? We we did, we did, but we took the we took the dog one off because it was a magnet and it was like leaving at our old apartment and left stains on the on the stain oh or in the uh, stainless steel. <laughs> I'm so upset with you right now. Now that I now that I own that now that I own that uh, dishwasher, I don't want to I don't want to damage it. Christ Almighty! All right, read it. Sing us these lyrics. Okay. So the name of the ti- the name of the song is Wine, Beer, Whiskey. Love okay. It. And it's a song by Little Big Town. They are famous for well- other ditties, other ditties called Pontoon, which I believe you can kind of figure out what uh what that song's about and then i think they probably have other songs but i'm not aware of any of them is little, it little go ahead no i, I was gonna exact ask the exact same thing little big town or little big town ah, damn it. <laughs> little big town okay not little <sighs> l-i-l big town they're probably both from like fucking the suburbs of Atlanta too. Just like <laughs> no, 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 no. They're from the suburbs of Chicago. They're from like oh. New York City and stuff. They're from California. Ew. One of them is probably from Nashville. They grew up in like an eight hundred thousand dollars shitty McMansion because their dad sold jet skis in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> they were, little big town. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a hat, I heard a hat, I heard a hat. 
Okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna start we're gonna start. All right, hit me. I'll I'll give you a background a little bit. Luke, you can actually start playing the music for the song right now if you want to. Perfect. If you find gonna... an instru- instrumental version, okay. while I sing over this, sure you got while, it. While we talk over it, but it's kind of got a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of like a, like trumpets and horns. Ooh, wow. Sort of sort of noise to it. So it's like almost like QC, like questionably country. But um, it, like Lumineer style horns. Oh, or? Th- there's a lot of chant and repeat to this. There's a oh, lot of okay. chant and repeat. Oh, hey, hey. Okay, so I'm walking over here. So mind you, remember the title is called Wine, Beer, Whiskey. Okay, so you're you're kind of getting into. I, I believe you guys will probably under. You guys probably have an idea of where this is going. But here we go. My friend named Jack. He's got my mm. back. Mm. He always seems to know right where I'm at. My friend Jose, the bar, he oh, likes no. to play. Okay, he always he's always up for anything I say. So here we go. What, what are we What are we gonna do? We're just gonna start. We're just gonna start throwing out brand names of alcohol. Well, we, we, we all know that, right? We've had we have we already have whiskey. We're already diverting from the title by. <laughs> I assume he means Jose Cuervo tequila. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys ever had that? Had an asshole friend who ordered you the Four Horsemen? No. What's the Four Horsemen? Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Jose Cuervo, and Johnny Walker. Have you? That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like something, it's a mean thing to do to somebody. Is it all mixed together in one? No, no, they're separate. It's four separate shots. But I don't like scotch, and Jose Cuervo is not very good. Jose Cuervo's fine if it's cold. Yeah, if it's like frozen cold <laughs> yeah so we're gonna keep going a little bit of red a lot of bit of crown mm. don't matter what it is i'm gonna drink it down 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 <laughs> sorry for partying <laughs> sorry and now we're gonna yeah that's kind of like part of the chorus and then we go the wine the beer the whiskey are the only things that fix me i'm not saying it's a problem i can stop it <laughs> if i wanna but the wine the beer the whiskey they always get me so, so I might have a problem, but we're not. But I'm not. I, I could, I could stop if I want to, but we're not gonna, because you know the that, wine. That's not fun at all. We're already talking about having a problem. We, we're like barely into the party. Granted, I haven't heard this song. I don't know the theme, but all I'm hearing is someone belly up to a bar drinking Crown Royal, Jose Cuervo, red Jim wine, Daniels, and red wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we go on to next verse. My friend named Jin, she's got some friends. I'm talking Brandy Sherry and their brother Jim. <laughs> okay. Wow. My friend, the captain, we call him Morgan. He likes to anchor down and hang over till morning. Wait, hold on a second. So was this like, fuck, we promised them that we would have 12 song on, songs on this album. I haven't <laughs> written anything. Well, uh, this is the most popular got this, song, got, I guess, from this last album. Like, this I've is, this I've is got this liquor menu from an Applebee's. We could do something with that. Okay, okay, here it is. We have we have a contract with a distributor, and we have to name as many <laughs> fucking liquors into this song as possible. I would assume, so if the... If the song is popular, this is not a problem for stealing brand names, correct? Or they don't care because they all press is good press? What's the situation, Luke? Um, yeah, it's fair use, basically. Like, you can say anything that you want. In, in, like, a song of your own, you could say something like, 
Nike uses child labor to make shoes. Or can we, <laughs> I disavow. Can we call this the Tylenol GameStop Nike TikTok episode? Yes. Title. See if we get any traction. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see if we can get a cease and desist from the Tylenol <laughs> before Portis head. <laughs> no, we're gonna get one from Little Big Town and their Warner. Little Warner Big Town. Little Big Town, Little Nas X collab. Collab. Okay, so we're gonna get to a little bit of red, a lot of bit of white. Don't matter what it is, it's gonna make it all right. The wine, the beer, the whiskey are the only things that fix me. I'm not saying it's a problem. I can stop it if I want to, but the wine, the beer, and the whiskey, they always get me. Yeah, if tequila wanted to be in the name of this song, they should have been easier to rhyme with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Probably the most famous song about like a hard liquor is tequila. Yeah, You and Tequila Make Me Crazy by Kenny Chesney. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking about tequila. I thought you were going to go with it's another tequila sunrise. Uh, Are the only words in that song tequila? Yes. Nice. <laughs> and the... When you sing it yourself. It's a great karaoke song. What is the like beats per minute on this song? Is it like upbeat, like country pop type deal? There's trumpets, Luke. There are trumpets in some like... Really sad Frank Sinatra songs too, man. It's kind of like the cadence. It's kind of like very, the words are spoken with like each sort of like downbeat. So it's like very much like a, a word salad. Um, and it's it's very easy to pick up too. You know, it's like a this is where the whole chant and repeat chorus comes from. Yeah, this song is designed for people to chant and repeat in a bar when they're hammered, right? Yeah, this is like the this is like the one that everybody that you think that people would sing on like Broadway at yeah. you know one in the morning, like five bachelorette hey. parties on the rooftop at Luke Bryan's. That's great. We need those songs. We need I those love songs. this bar. <laughs> Toby Keith's. I love this bar. Okay, so now here we get to the. This is this is expert songwriting. Oh, Luke, God. you can appreciate this because we do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Mm. Okay, what we got for the my bridge? friend named Tito. My friend named Tito. <laughs> He's my amigo. That doesn't rhyme. I'm gonna though. follow him around wherever he go. Sure. Uh, and then we got the wine, the beer, the whiskey. Yeah, I got all my friends here with me. I'm not saying it's a problem. I could stop it if I wanna. But who would wanna when the wine, the beer, the whiskey? They always get me. I hate uh, this so much. It's disgusting. <laughs> Can this be the outro song for this week? No, no absolutely not. <laughs> no free ads. Not to them. N- not for Little Big Town, who I assume get like the Exxon Mobil grant that they give all of these other guys to like have a bazillion dollar recording contract. <laughs> like Lady of- A or whatever. All of those trumpet sounds are making me think about farts. Can I make a segue to my fart topic? Yeah, you can make a segue to your fart topic. Okay, so the topic is farting in relationships, and I've heard a lot of different responses here, so let's just get on record. Uh, uh, Right now, Luke is in a long uh, domestic partnership. Zach is happily married, and Toilet is 
having a great relationship with Toilette just four or five months in. So what is the standard thought on farting in a relationship? Take I think back it's to when it started. I mean, personally, I think it's generally impolite to do like around other people. Mm-hmm. I know that that seems weird, but I think like belching and stuff, it's just like kind of rude. That said, like it, it's going to happen eventually if you spend enough time together. So like the like hold it in until it hurts type uh, restraint that you need like once you say I love you, you can cut it out with that. But I still think that doesn't give you like open season to just like start ripping ass and like <laughs> your Ford Fiesta on your way to like a wedding six hours away. <laughs> You're not just going to go in and crop dust a room and then leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, Luke was raised by, you know, just the most wonderful family. And I was raised by animals uh, being a toilet. Um, I am just a more disgusting human being at all. And the idea, like when you mentioned being in pain, that is kind of me on a day-to-day basis, hanging out with Toilette. There's obviously one point in the day where I'm in like pain, gritting my teeth, squeezing my cheeks together as hard as I possibly can. So I do not let out a fart that is audible or stinky. Um, So you say when I love you, it's a more appropriate time where if one leaks out, you excuse yourself and it's okay. Zach, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I would say probably when you, when you start living with the other person, cause you, you know, when, when, when you, when you start living with them, you got to get real. Yeah. And, and I would stop say that's, getting polite and start yeah, getting stop real being polite and start getting the, real. I mean, like the dude, real when, I mean, we first, world when, Katie and I, when Katie and I first dated, like I would try and find every opportunity. Like if we were at a restaurant and be like, Oh, I have to go, you know, like, excuse myself to the restroom. And I'd be like, Oh, this is the time to take a shit. This is the time. Yeah. Like real fast. I'm talking like one where like your big butt cheeks barely hit the toilet. Seat. <laughs> oh wow. Cause like you wow. can't, you can't, you can't be in there. You can't be in there too long. Okay. Because then well, she's like, then she's like, what is he doing in there? Obviously taking a. Oh, there was down. a bathroom attendant. He needed to make change. It took a really long. We had to go to the bar so I could get singles. So it's a long story. Yeah, We're at I, a TGI Fridays. There's no bathroom attendant here. Yeah, and and and, and toilet. I feel I feel your pain and this sort of. I had another thing on our list that sort of segues with this too, with the guys who are getting outed nowadays on social media by ring camera farts. So like, you know, maybe they will be spending an evening with their lady toilette. And you know, the moment that they get out of the house, they get that moment of relief. And then they usually let out like a big fart. Yeah. But now, but now you can't, like you're always being watched. So like the, the girls are posting these videos to, to Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And, TikTok and getting getting huge amount of traction. And you're like, that guy waited so long to be a gentleman, and he waited to break wind once he was out of your <laughs> presence, and now you're gonna shame him on the internet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't believe like, it. The dude just is having a great time, being polite. Maybe downs an entire charcuterie board, a whole block of cheese, just having a good time with his you know significant other, and then 
gets totally outed for what? What is he supposed to do? Like go into his car and fart in there? Like what? What did these men have to do to not get persecuted from their, you know, their stinky farts? The person I was talking to said you had to wait a full calendar year before you openly farted in front of your significant other, and it's just a matter of time, boys. The t- the clock is ticking on my accidental fart in front of Twilight, and I really don't want her to leave me if that happens. So, uh, I think the first time either Katie or I farted in front of each other was probably in our sleep. Sure. So yeah, like that's you, also you, true. That's so like you've, you've so probably, after you've, you're married, you may or what may you're not saying. have done that already. Toilet. Sure. Sure. After, after you're married, then right, Zach? Yes. Yeah. After you're married <laughs> and 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 you've appropriately waited long enough to share the marriage bed. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I just added a topic at the last second here. I just got invited to a Zoom wedding, and I could not be more excited to go to a Zoom wedding. So here's the situation. It is a good friend, a guy that I coach with, really nice guy. I've known him for about a year and a half, so I know him and his significant other, but I don't know his family. I don't know his friends. I don't, I'm not going to know a single soul at this wedding besides whoever I bring and the two of them. And it's not like they're going to be around for a lot of conversation. Right. So the fact that I'm going to be able to go to a Zoom wedding mingle with them you know get to watch the ceremony maybe get to say hi mingle for like a minute or two is honestly just chef's kiss it's just so such a beautiful idea i hope that more people adopt this it's a good it's a good idea and 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 to bring it back full circle a little callback joke which of your family members from your from your zoom christmas are you going to be are you going to be paul mall greg two screens greg yeah Take yeah. a picture. picture. Take a yeah, yeah, picture ant. Um, yeah, I will probably be a combination of them. I'll probably have a cigar on the deck. I'll probably be in a Hawaiian shirt. I might take a picture because I'll be touched by the moment. Maybe Hank will do something terrible and I'll have to rescue him. Um, like my aunt in the squeaky toy with the new dog's tongue. So, yeah, that's a little callback joke. That you missed. <laughs> just, um, just don't be uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Just, yeah, just yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't be tubing at the same time. But I think that this is something like people should really consider, like people who live pretty far away, who maybe aren't incredibly close, but you still want to share the ceremony with them. A live option uh, live streamed is kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I went to a Zoom wedding actually this past year. Wow. Um, I, I will say that probably as like a uh, friend or a work friend, you're not going to get much airtime. So definitely take full license to just like do whatever you want during this Zoom wedding, because like the most that you're going to have to say as a part of this is like a group. Hello, like, congratulations at the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes. definitely feel free to be the drunkest person at the Zoom wedding. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, that creates a story for the family to tell, like, uh, you, you know, maybe pop your shirt off or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, where yeah, make like a name a, for yourself. A novelty hat or Elton John glasses. <laughs> yeah. Something Here's like what that. I do. I get everyone's attention. I pop the shirt off and I have the podcast logo on my chest. What do you <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Listen to my podcast. Check out my podcast. <laughs> my name is Toilet Sexton. I just log out. <laughs> hey guys, I know this is a really cool wedding and everything, but I just wanted to plug my podcast really, really quick. quick. Uh, yeah, dude, definitely. Well, speaking along the same lines, uh, Luke, I see a topic here called self-reflection time. Do you want to? You have a little monologue prepared? I, I actually don't have a. 
have a monologue. Um, I sent this before to you guys as a bit of a prompt because um, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, there are some things that I'm self-conscious about that I know people notice, mm. like um, getting drunk too quickly and falling asleep at parties. Or <laughs> like, I love that about you so much. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, like getting red in the face when I'm about to tell a joke because I'm about to like really just fire one off. Um, but like y'all I think... are about to get killed right now. <laughs> I, I've got a pun dialed up in the chamber and Brace I'm ready to impact. deliver <laughs> heat incoming you're sitting on your whole seat but you're only gonna need the edge (laughs) um but i was also thinking about some of the things that i noticed that i'm very self-conscious about that i'm pretty sure nobody else has noticed in my entire life um that i I think about just all the time and i fixate on this and basically, I want to like check with you two, some of my closest friends, to validate um, if this is true, or just really to like therapeutically say like nobody is ever going to notice this about you. Um, and the first one is, and this is really more so of an issue when I was in college or when I worked in an office that had a tile floor. Um, but I think I track more water in from outside than most other people. And I think that other people see that about me and it reflects on me as being like a dirty person, um, particularly in college. I feel like there would just be like a brown puddle of water underneath my desk after like, you know, it, it snowed um, or it was like icy or like rainy and muddy in Southern Indiana. And I would walk in either wearing my snow boots or my uh, boat shoes and my just have, have like have like a slop of water underneath me. And I look around and I'd be the only one with a puddle of water underneath me. Do you now you have shamed me before for for wiping your my... boots on the rug, yes, <laughs> on my on oriental area, rug <laughs> on the area rug. I have been shamed before for doing that. But I will tell you, I was not I was never tracking tracking water through the house. And I will say, like, why I was self-conscious about it, because as like a point of comparison, this was 2011 and I went to college with a bunch of girls from Hinsdale in Noblesville, Indiana. And what they decided would be the footwear of choice for every single one of them were the knee high rubber hunter boots, which I would suspect would track more water than like just regular sneakers or flat bottom shoes, but apparently not. This is an insane. I love how you're like, I don't have a monologue prepared. And then you just went off King. Yeah. Um, This is insane. I've literally never thought about this a minute in my life until this very moment. So shout out to you, Luke, finding new ways to feel self-conscious. Now I'm going to worry about how much water I'm tracking around the house. Did, did you guys bring anything to the table or am I just going off king? Um, I mean, I'm self-conscious about a lot of things, but I think it's like the things that everyone is self-conscious about. I realized this is going to sound funny as a podcast host, but I realized I talk too much. So I'm trying to talk a lot less, especially as a teacher. I'm trying to listen. I'm truly am trying to listen more than I speak. Um, and it really annoys me now when I, I work with people who speak way more than they should. Um, that would probably be the one that I like, am the most self-conscious. Like I am speaking too much. I need to stop speaking. 
Toilet, you don't ever need to stop speaking, especially when we're on mic, because dead air is the enemy of podcasts. So keep it going, homeboy. Interjections <laughs> are always welcome. I'm glad I'm helping in this circumstance. How about you, Zach? Uh, I would say I noticed, I mean, like I bite my fingernails mm. and that's like a habit that, that I don't, that I don't like, but I think it's one of those like nervous energy sort of things. Uh, yeah. But like I, I go, I go, I go through periods where I don't, and then like I don't know, like something will happen at work, and then it just like just cascades out of out of control. And I mean, like everybody has their own way, right, of dealing like with their anxieties. And I think my outward manifestation is uh, is biting my fingernails. Does Katie get on you about it? She does. She does, but like. We also, you know, it's it's one of those things about being in a relationship. You start to realize that you try, but there's only so much, so much about, you know, so much about the other person that can change. You know, like, I, I, it's just like. Yes. Yes, King. She can't change you. Never get an no, inch. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. It's like, you got to deal. You don't, you don't, you wouldn't be like, hey, um, stop chewing your fingernails. It's like, okay, what's the root of the anxiety instead? Right. Because like that's where it's like you can stop the chewing of the fingernails, but probably something else will take its place unless mm. you can unless you can get to the root of the root of the problem. First of all, or I guess I should say you're also in good company, Zach. Toilet and I are both nail biters as well. Do you guys well, are nail biters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you bite your nails. For, forever. I've I did nails. just when you were talking about it. Um, I feel like you get a hall pass until April 16th. I'll just say that. Uh, yeah. But t- Toilette has been pointing out my, like, playing with my cuticles or me, like, biting on my fingers or whatever. And it, it, it same thing as you. Like, part of me, like, appreciates it because, like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. But then half the time I'm like, well, I now I have, like, this weird cuticle and, like, I have to rip it off. Because yeah, it's exactly. Well, it's you know, I've, I've done this much work on it. I might yeah. as well finish. Let me just finish. <laughs> Let me just yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and for but I will say I, I grew I grew mine out like back in like June and July and it was pretty awesome being able to eat buffalo wings without like the sauce just like oh, stinging yes. the hell out of your nose. But Luke, you wouldn't Quality know. Of life. Luke, you wouldn't know. You only eat your you only eat with a fork. I, I mean, I know what you're talking about, Zach. <laughs> Thank kidding. you. Yeah. Callback joke. I, I was just about to say, um, for someone whose partner takes a lot of time to give herself manicures and take really good care of her hands all the time. I am the exact opposite in that I I have like a low grade infection in like half of my cuticles at any given moment. So (laughs) I don't think people really notice unless they spend a lot of time around you. No. And I think it's also one of those things too, where it's like, you know, it kind of like knock on wood is giving us a lot of immunities because we're just constantly sticking our fingers in our mouth. <laughs> exactly. Like I rode the CTA for five years and bit my nails bit my na- like directly after touching a pole. <laughs> yeah. Directly uh, after touching a pole that was touched by like 50 million people. I've got another hot one. Are you guys ready for this? Do it. Yeah. This is going to make me sound insane. Okay. So I oh, think you mean monitoring the wa- amount of water that you track around. I think, I think this <laughs> is ne- a definition I, of insanity. I, I think the next one is even worse, but um, I'm really self-conscious of how dirty I make wine glasses when I'm drinking, <laughs> like <Wow>. particularly like, <laughs> you know, the wow, those thin walled, like large Rydell red wine glasses. Yes. yes. Um, 
First of all, it's like definitely in part because I use Vaseline lip therapy, which just means that I'm leaving a big petroleum jelly kiss on the side of my wine glass <laughs> at all times. That's but worse. I, I feel like I leave like giant fingerprints on the side of wine glasses. And even when I try to hold the stem, like my wine glass ends up dirty or I end up with the sediment at the bottom. And I feel like other people notice that about my glass. How are you supposed to hold a wine glass stem? Are you supposed to wrap your fist around it? Or are you supposed to hold it from the bottom? Ah! What are you supposed to do? <laughs> supposed to grip it like it's like a piece of wood. Yeah, that's what I kind of do. I wrap my hands around and I make a fist around the stem. And I just That way you can back. bump fists with people yeah. when you have your... When you have Give nucks. Yeah, for sure. Like a, like a goblet. Like yeah. you're holding a beard stein. I assumed it was like a pencil. Like with three fingers. Your really? thumb and forefinger. Really? Up or down? Like pointed like up? to the side. Just like, that's it? I think so. Oh. Wait, you're you supposed to pinch? Some, some light pores. No. Yeah, are you pinching? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm you pinch, pinching. Pinch, pinch and roll? I'm pinching and rolling. Maybe you should be self-conscious about the way you're holding it. <laughs> I, I mean, I am. Like, I feel like if... If you lined up a bunch of wine glasses and say, like, okay, one of these wine glasses is yours, Luke. The rest of them are filled with poison, but they look identical. You have to find your wine glass. I feel like I could do it because mine would just be the dirtiest one. You have eight-year-old hands. The, the your hands most are always sticky. Yes. <laughs> it's like I'm drinking Kool-Aid. Ew. I, I think it's because, like, I drink wine quickly. I feel like sipping it could resolve a lot of these issues, too. Hmm. Maybe Not, I shouldn't be like, chugging wine. Hey, you know down. what? You know what, Luke? I, I got I got something for you. We you know the wine, the beer, and the whiskey. Oh my why god! Why change it up when you don't have to? Was that the lyrics? No. Um, why stop yeah. if why why stop if you don't have if to? If I have a problem, it'll fix it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know yeah. If we're alcoholics, the real deal is to just keep drinking. If you're having some stress, there. drink through it. <laughs> don't wanna don't wanna chew your fingernails drink Pound a glass of wine <laughs> can i bring up another faux pas that bothered me this past week sure um so i saw an image of uh an employee uh, for the district in which i work in and they were wearing a like golf men's polo underneath a uh blazer and i wanted to vomit Ooh. it's a bad look <laughs> It's a bad thing. Okay, so here's my thing. So, like, that's a fashion thing that I think most people would agree is just, like, a bad, like, a hundred times out of a hundred is going to look bad. Like, some people think that, like, a shirt or a turtleneck under a blazer, some people think it looks nice. Some people think it doesn't look so nice. That's kind of the gray area here. So here's my fashion thing. I want you guys both to weigh in. I'm actually doing it right now, not on purpose. But I wear jogger sweatpants, and I roll my socks over the top because um, I don't want my ankles to be cold and because I think it looks weird to have just, like, part of the sock sticking out and then your pants, your jogger pants going down below. So that is my weird thing about clothing, and people at school make fun of me relentlessly because of it. But it's kind of become, like, my iconic look. So what do you guys think? Where are we gonna break this apart, Luke? Actually, I'm I'm going to take toilet's side on this one. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't wear jogger cut pants, but I do wear tights pretty frequently. Um, underneath like running shorts and stuff when I go running, and I put my socks over the tights, and it creates a like ostensibly the same look. Yes. So, 
toilet i'm on your side granted i don't wear athletic clothing at school or at work excuse me you work at a school so you you figure that one out but um, and i only do it when i'm coaching i don't do it yeah for the school day right exactly that was <laughs> on a school day i wear my good sweatpants i wear my good sweatpants put my socks over my chinos <laughs> i'm jealous i'm jealous of pe teachers <laughs> once a week because of what they're allowed to wear to work it's so nice all right zach where do you stand uh see i i would i would take the opposite and okay. i would say the whole point of the jogger cut and to have the elastic at the bottom is to get that ankle showing look sure but i do understand as somebody who has a couple pair of joggers that if you end up accidentally wearing you know like low cut socks or ankle socks your ankles are cold yes exactly. they're they're exposed yes. so i i to, i totally get it i mean i understand the struggle is real but yeah if i was a if i was a you know uh fill in the blank year old um i would you know wearing my hemlock hat at school and listening to tiktok <laughs> rappers like i'd probably roast you too <laughs> as i would expect you to okay so that makes sense it's pretty much split on my end but we're all in agreement that a, a polo under a blazer is just a, a zero it's a, ter- it's a terrible look it's a terrible look and i've talked about this with luke before like i can't i i think the 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 sneakers in a suit is a terrible look Yes, I remember that. I just like the men, like the incompetent men of like, yeah, I have Tevas because they're the only shoes I have. And I wear jeans that my wife bought me at Costco because I don't know how to shop for myself. And all my dressers are Van Heusen shirt and tie combinations. <laughs> so it sounds like you're, you're trying Christmas. to like lay out the beginning of a Queer Eye episode. I kind of am. Like men, you can <laughs> shop for yourselves. You're not that incompetent. Queer it school. Out. <laughs> queer school with toilet. Toilet's queer school. Um, I'll, I'll go to the logical extreme with the, um, golf polo. It even looks stupid when they're putting the green jacket on golfers after the match. <laughs> yes. 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 Thank like, you. Give him, give him, give the guy like 10 minutes to go inside and like freshen up for a second and like yeah. put on a dress shirt or something. Like come out, come out with a good, like come out with a good, you know, like white button down. Yeah, a nice crisp it, white button down to get that green jacket popping off yeah, of it. Yeah, there you go. It like, did no, look natural I, on Patrick Reed, though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the first golfer to like make a cutoff shirt their oh. look? Oh man! Like, break the guns out, or like, Brooks. like really test the limit of like how far up they can cut it's their sleeve. For sure, it's Brooks Kepka. I'm laughing so hard at Patrick Reed. <laughs> you know he just wears. You know he wears a, a like a blazer and a polo like that. Like after after any Sunday round when him and his wife are just gonna go out to dinner. Yep. He just definitely. throws. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't throw the green jacket off, but he's just got his you know like Indochino one that he throws yes. on. Just throws it over, over the top. Doesn't yeah, even change. Yeah. Right over the top of his like you know like light purple adidas <laughs> golf polo ew oh god well if you're comfortable i guess i should be happy for you because that's why i'm rocking this current look but i don't know i feel like there's other options part of this is function and fashion but if you're just you know functionally an idiot you need to get some help is that a good time to take a break yeah i think that's yeah. good a time to take a break take a All break right. get some help we'll be right back some help
are, are you ready mm. to learn about a system through which um, you can understand the truths of the universe is, is monetarily successful? Is is this a part of is this a part of Rise and Grind Twitter? Because if it isn't, and we're not talking about stonks and LLCs, I don't want to be a part of it. No, um, I, I have here a, another classified ad. Um, I didn't see this one last week when I was reading some of the other classified ads, but I think that this one might be even better than Dragon Master CS 69s um, uh, personal ads. This is under the professionals and services section. And it says, hi. 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 My Hello. name is Gordy. Hey, Gord. I am an African prosperity teacher, and we teach the Mansa Musa method. We teach people how to attain their desires, to reach their goals, create multiple streams of income, and much more. This class is already designed for people who are successful, but anyone can benefit from it. We do not teach meditation, mindfulness, visualization, curiosity, spirituality, religiosity, churchianity, or Christianity. Ooh, churchianity. Churchianity. I like that. And then in all caps, we teach the solar deism of ancient Egypt. It works, for, <laughs> it works for this simple reason. We believe and know that all of life is consciousness, imagination. Hence, the moment a person imagines a thing, God acts automatically on his behalf to accomplish his desire. God and man are one through the union of imagination, and you define what God slash energy is to you. We offer two classes, beginners and advanced. Each class is two hours long and costs $1,000. <laughs> yes. Here, how's your fucking self-help class? Would you guys jump right give into me, the me, advanced, me, 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 me. or do you think you need the beginner? Uh, uh, I'd, I, probably, I'd, probably, I'd probably find like an intermediate course if I could. So I probably <laughs> wouldn't go with our friend here. And see if you could go up or down. Yeah, just see if I like it, You know, like an intro course. I mean, this person has certainly imagined themselves to be an expert on something and then really just created it in the physical realm um, through the Mansa Musa method. Here's the thing, Luke. You you don't need thousands of people to sign up for this. You don't need hundreds of people to sign up for this. You just need two dumb <laughs> idiots to sign up for this, and you have a cool $2,000. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. That's all you need. That is all you need. This is not marketed to the masses. This is a targeted ad to two or three idiots who would actually sign up for this. And then you maybe put a couple of your homies in there to fill out the classroom. Boom. The boys have $1,000. We could really use that money for some new podcast equipment, too. Yes. I mean, you have just imagine that new podcast equipment, and God will automatically create it and deliver ah, it. To you. No, we don't need. Yeah, yeah, it'll. We don't. Be we don't need this class. Be delivered in the no. It'd be delivered in the form of two to three idiots who think you can teach them the Mansa Musa method. Do you guys know who Mansa Musa is? No. I just looked it up. Uh, he was the tenth Mansa of the Mali Empire. Well, yeah, I knew that, but who, who is he? <laughs> He's widely considered. Oh, shit, I thought to he be... was the ninth man, so oh. <laughs> Idiot. He, he's widely considered to be one of the richest people ever to exist in history behind like some Roman emperors and like Queen Victoria. But he's in that echelon of like 
head of empire rich person because Jeff he Bezos. he controlled no like <laughs> like 20 times or 200 times more wealthy than jeff bezos Stop because it. he controlled like all of the gold mines in the world at that time apparently he became famous because he went on his hajj to mecca um he was muslim and he was just making it rain all the way literally from timbuktu to mecca they pass through cities and he'd like make it rain with gold coins like prince ali in aladdin scene like with the elephants making it rain with gold coins and like scented oils perfumes spices like all the dopest shit that you could have gotten in the 13th century frankincense some myrrh i love the alliteration going on here Musa method not strategy not theory it's a method baby it's a method that helps define what God slash energy mean to you, but not churchianity or Christianity, specifically the solar deism of ancient Egypt. So my man is about to come in and teach you about Ra and the sun Ra orchestra. The one true God. <laughs> Ra. But not church, not a church. Not, thing. But church, well, no, churchiality. My man is Church My man's, bestiality. If you uh, are looking for this person in Chicago, look no further than the person who has demolished their home and turned it into a pyramid. Because that's the type of energy that they're trying to manifest. I just searched churchiality and it took me to a Facebook post. And I think I'm in too deep right now, guys. <laughs> Go for it, Toilet. Come on. Lead us down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this is a generation of churchiality without Christianity. People know the bishop of the diocese, but they don't know the Lord of the church. Mm, this is some anti-Catholic stuff. And um, as the world's number one papist podcast, we won't stand for that. <laughs> Papal infallibility still stands in this three in this threesome. Okay, so what is our spinoff here that we could do that would be kind of like this kind of scheme situation? What would we do? to get a cool thousand dollars in our pockets super easily no this is what we do we teach people how to podcast okay yeah because we're so good at it so yeah that makes sense i mean we're elite we're 23 we're the, episodes in we're the best at it some might say we've um, been podcasting we don't even have football going on right now we still have things to talk about we didn't even talk about sports yet yeah we haven't even talked about sports yet Ooh, real cell phone podcast. We talk uh, about sports and other things. Real cell phone, uh, not calling frisbee golf sport. Oh, that's a good point. Golf is a sport, though. So, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, frisbee golf is a hobby of mine. Um, People who play professionally, I think, can call it a sport. But I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm gonna go play some sports after school. Like, I'm going to casually toss some disc in my loafers. Zach is holding up a putter. Yeah, you know, I just want—I just want to go get, go get, uh, go get eighteen in with the boys. You know, just drive, just drive some bombs and attack some pins. What are you guys at the stage now where you could feasibly go to work on a golf course and like close a deal or like make money? I don't know. I'm using air quotes because I don't know what you guys do all day. Sure. Not you could do really. That, Zach? Take a client out. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, if we had if we had somebody like we take a we take them out. My boss has got a country club membership at a nice place around yeah. around here, and we yes. can. I mean, if if there is a legitimate business purpose, like yeah, you could. You can't just be like, 
Well, I mean, I guess actually, uh, yeah, yeah, a real legitimate business purpose. Yeah, real legitimate business purpose. No, I think if you tangentially make it related to business, you could probably still do it. Hmm. You can't roll in as like a second year associate and be like, "I'm taking, taking my boy who's an entry level accountant over at Deloitte. We're gonna go out for a round of golf, and I'm gonna expense it because it's hashtag business. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't be doing that. We're, we're we're sealing deals. Yeah, we're we're yeah we're we're yeah we're we're closers, man. And I respect closers. your short game. I can do business with you. I can trust you, brother. My kind of deal involves a turkey wrap and medium cold French fries for thirteen dollars after a round of golf. Expense Ooh. that shit. <laughs> Seven cores lights. Toilet. To answer your question, I think that we need to find like a modern figurehead that is semi spiritual and um, people like look up to in a certain way because nobody knows who the fuck Mansa Musa is realistically. Like if they're not psychos who read Wikipedia lists of the most uh, wealthy people ever to exist like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think for us, like bringing together like the intersection of pop culture and spirituality and Midwest relatability, I think we have to create the Prince method. Okay. What's that? I mean, it's the same bullshit that Tony Robbins or this guy or any self-help grifter does. We just wear purple suits and like have a sweet symbol and do like a light show and really make a production of it. And it's basically like a half Prince concert, half self-help seminar. Like, fuck you, Tony Robbins. Let's get ours. I like this idea. I like this idea a lot. Like, are you going to go see Ty Lopez or are you going to go to the Prince experience? Damn, and and get so like much. the same information. Yeah, we need some holographs in there or something. And we have to have some catchphrase like "You are a badass" or something like that, like something yeah. like empowering, but like maybe a, has a has a tinge of cursing in it, just to give you a little bit of a, just to give you a little bit of a uh, a, a, a pick me up, you know, a little bit of a boost. Get some help, bitch. Yeah. It's time I'm, to begin your purple rain, but rain oh, is R E I G N. Yes. You put a lot of thought into this already. Yeah. I, I'm I'm ripping right now, man. This is all off the top of the dome ski. Yeah, let's uh, let's quit recording right now. <laughs> um speaking of purple, perfect segue. Um I sent this in the group chat this weekend and there was absolutely zero response other than giving pickles, which is kind of like a like if you don't use group me. Um, Wario is German and not Italian. What? Th- this makes sense because he's evil Mario. <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to play into German stereotypes here. Okay. Huh? Thanks a lot, Mario. <laughs> okay. I'm but following. I mean, well, you know, the uh, <clears throat> Germans and the Italians used to be friends. Hey, when they were the most evil, they were friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe this is more like a World War One type deal. Um, or... Isn't there an evil Mario figure too? Evil? What, you mean Waluigi? No, 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 no. I thought like you have like Mario, you have Metal Mario, you have all these different ones. I thought there was actually like an evil version of Mario. Yeah, it's Doctor Mario because he profits off the healthcare industry. <laughs> Done, <laughs> nailed it. I love it. Paper Mario because he's got paper hands because he's a little bitch. <laughs> um. So to clue the listeners in. 
Um, popular, if you've never played a Nintendo game, you're an idiot and under a rock. But popular Wario catchphrase, whenever something bad happens to him, sounds like the phrase... Anyone? Oh, I missed. <laughs> Which sounds like the word O, O-H, I, missed. M-I-S-S-E-D. And I brought this up. I'm hanging out with Toilette over the weekend, and I just made that noise because it's funny when something bad happened to me <laughs> when course. playing a board game. As you do. As one does. And she said, what are you saying? And I said, oh, I missed. And she said, you mean Zoein missed. So it's S-O space E-I-N space M-I-S-T, which roughly translates in German to damn it. Really? Yes. That can't be right. Yes. This is absolutely shocking news. This is this is earth shattering. This is ground shaking. So we've this, been wrong the entire time. We've been wrong the entire time. It, it does, blew my mind. Has he been speaking in German entirely and it's just been like close enough to English where my head roughly translates it? Like either Wario time. Is he speaking German and I'm not recognizing it? Um no. So I um brought it up in uh, conversation, and it was determined that the original voice actor was German, and the voice actor confirmed that Wario was intended to be German, but I think it's kind of, like, obviously translated into, like, the whole Mario family. They're all Italian, whatever. Is that why he's uncircumcised? Obviously, yes. Wait, what? Why is he uncircumcised? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm... Well... I think we all know that. Like, doesn't that seem like it would be part of his spirit? To be German? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Or uncircumcised? Okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, so he was created. Let's see. I'm trying to see the timeline because obviously it's a Japanese game. So I'm trying to figure out the timeline for when he was, like, when his first, when he was portrayed. Um, and because obviously you mentioned, like, the historical implications here and Japan, Germany, and Italy also have an interesting relationship dating back a couple Woo! of years. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. He was history. I'm looking. Give me a freaking year. What year did he debut? Now I'm looking at pictures of baby Wario. If you ever want to have a weird time on the internet, go ahead and look up like different depictions of Wario. Fans have taken a lot of creative liberties into what they think the rest of Wario would look like without yeah, his that's, that's how overalls we, on. That's how we know he's uncircumcised. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Zach sent us a link to Reddit r slash Wario. What do you think we got going on up at the top of, <laughs> top of r slash Wario? r slash Wario is a weird place. Let's just say that. <laughs> Uh, there's a picture of the Jeb U.S. map with a picture of Wario in front of it that says Flawless Victory. <laughs> Who makes this? Who is like, yes, I need to make one of these with Wario so I can get 146 upvotes on r slash Wario. <laughs> okay, so this article is called Wario was originally going to be German according to his first voice actor. Um... He said, this is 100% correct. Warrior speaks German, he says, or rather I say, so I missed. The recording was done in a studio in former Nintendo head office in Kyoto uh, under the direction of Mr. Takahashi Tezuka. 
Uh, back then, he worked off the script under another Nintendo project with a uh, French colleague who voiced oh. Toad. What? Toad is French? To- Toad is French. This is all coming together in my mind. Now I'm starting to make all the connections. Um, back then, he was intended to speak German. I hope that this resolves the issue once and for all. Wow, that's very definitive. So, yeah, Wario was intended to be German. Look at that. That That is literally hours of us just yelling the wrong thing at each other <laughs> down the train. We shouldn't cha- we shouldn't change. We should just pretend like this never happened. Yeah, honestly, like please cut this entire segment and just let me live in a world where oh, I missed. Like we've we've said that to each other over 150 times. Uh yes, Waluigi is Mexican. I will not be taking questions <laughs> this time. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, All right. Who wants to touch on something else? I've gotten a lot of mine done. Um, Zach, I see you have a basketball topic on here. Um, Yeah, you you want me to do mine or you want to do your basketball topic? No, you can go first. I just want to say, I I don't know. The topic just says LaMelo Ball. I wanted to add that something I've been doing recently is with the late NBA game, just betting the over on it and sweating it out. So last night, the Trailblazers were playing the Hornets, and the Trailblazers scored a franchise-high 24 three-pointers. Wow. Um, I think it's Carmelo... Three-pointers. It's going to be a lot of three-pointers. There's a lot of high-fives. A lot of Carmelo Anthony shooting three-pointers. I think he had 12 over the, <laughs> over the course of the game. Okay. Um, Carmelo Anthony really got the green light. Um, I'm sure that was, you know, after, you know, a big film session and, you know, what they saw in practice from what the Charlotte Hornets were giving them. But, uh, yeah, Mello was shooting threes. Um, the over hit by two points, even though um, the uh, Trailblazers were shooting literally the most threes they ever have um, as a Did Charlotte franchise. just not like score a bunch or what? The they were turning the ball over like 50 times. I, we got down to like six minutes left in the fourth quarter and I needed 10 total points. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of possessions left in this game. A lot of foul shooting that has to go on. I'm good. And it wasn't until like 45 seconds left in the game that the over hit. And I was like trying to wind down to go to bed. I was kind of thinking about it and how you know well like LaMelo has been playing this year, right? Mm-hmm. And he's actually kind of like not – people thought he was going to be like a bad shooter, and he's actually not been too bad. He's been a very good shooter as well. Yeah, but he's fact. got a great – he's a great passing too. He's like – kind of looks like one of the better of the three top lot. I mean top lottery picks. Like Edwards had a good dunk that like a couple of nights ago, and that went crazy on Twitter. But he also has not – I don't think he's been shooting as well. And Wiseman kind of like came down to earth. So I think LaMelo is like on a team that's actually making making noise and like being pretty good. But like, can we talk about like what I was thinking about this is like it's kind of crazy. The odds of him actually being better than Lonzo, right? Like if you think about the narrative of like the story of the three of them or I mean even the two of them, if you take the 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 middle, the middle son out. Um, Jello, yeah, Jello erasure. He, yeah, who he didn't got make, bailed who didn't out of prison by Donald Trump. I feel like that's probably the most interesting story out of the three of them. No, no, but I was, I was just like, like Lonzo went to, you know, he went to UCLA, 
he was like a highly touted recruit. Um, played pretty well for a big time program. Goes in, goes it like like high in the in the lottery. What he went third, I think. Right, second, 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 second. Okay, and he, you know, hasn't like he hasn't really quite worked out. What he's done, like three. Here's his third team now in like he's four fine. years or something. He's good. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But like for the second pick, probably not good enough, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a I mean, good NBA starter. Okay, yeah, he's a good rotational NBA player. But like, Lamelo was, you know, he he didn't go to he didn't go to college. He didn't. Um, he like went to play in these like off brand pro leagues, Lithuania, yeah, Lithuania, basket, <laughs> New Zealand, and all that stuff. And I think like the odds of like odds of one person making the NBA, but let alone like having two people from the make the NBA from one family get picked high in the lottery too. But like LaMelo is actually good. And everybody was kind of like shitting, shitting on him and shitting on the story. And it just seems like crazy that it's such a role, like such a role reversal that he would be good. And his brother would not, you know, not be so like, would kind of just be like, meh, you know? Here's something that interests me. Lonzo Ball's middle name is Anderson. <laughs> Leangelo Ball's middle name is Robert. And LaMelo Ball's middle name is La France. There's something weird going on there once they got to LaMelo. LaMelo La 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 France. Well, yeah, he's a, he's like Toad. He is French. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How much but do you want to bet think- he was conceived in France? How much do you want to bet he was conceived in France, and that's why they named him that? LeVar Ball doesn't seem like a guy. Who see, yeah, he doesn't seem like France a guy who's vacation. Yeah, really interested in going to the Eiffel Tower. He's more of a Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale vacation guy, in my opinion. Um, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Is that I feel like there are many stories of like groups of brothers who make it to the NBA because if you like get the genetics jackpot and you have multiple boys, they're going to end yeah. up like, like similar. The right. Pumleys, the Zellers. Um, actually, I was going to mention there's a set of identical twins on the Charlotte Hornets this year. Markeith mm. Morris and Marcus Morris. No, they're, they're the, I think they're the Wright brothers. I'd have to pull up the roster, but they have a set of identical twins on the um, roster too. Um, yeah, well, I just do you think it's a like a like a stinging indictment of college basketball that like the one you know Lonzo does the more traditional route and he kind of like hits all of those normal metrics and normal timeline timelines of of what you know we're supposed to expect of a prospect and what we're supposed to expect of someone going into the draft and then his brother kind of does everything differently and ends up being better than him. When, when it really wasn't, when, like, if you remember, people had written both, like, Jello and LaMelo off. Like, the moment they, let, the moment they like, f- you know, um, what got rid of, like, all of their NCAA eligibility by going pro in Lithuania, people were like, that's it. He's done. Like, he'll never make it. Honestly, and it's like, oh, sh- shocker. Like, he actually goes and plays against professional, a lot of guys who used to play in NCAA basketball. And he actually is, like, playing against professional guys and, and getting getting um, getting experience that way versus, I don't know, playing against a bunch of scrubs left over in the NCAA. Honestly, I do not think it matters. I think when you are picking 19-year-olds, I don't know the last time you guys interacted with a lot of 19-year-olds. Uh, it's been a long time. 
I am around a varsity football team, which is a lot of 18-year-olds, which is not far removed. They're all pretty stupid. Um, and I think you're just drafting straight up on potential. Like, does this person have a work ethic? Does this person have a lot of upside? That's who we're going to take. So I honestly don't think that wherever they play, whoever they play against, wherever they go, like it doesn't matter what even school they go to. Like, uh, what's his name on the on the Grizzlies? Um, John Morant. John Morant played at Murray State, like, and he just Shout carried Murray State to the NCAA, you know, tournament. And you know, it didn't really hurt his stock, and it didn't really matter because he was a super talented player, and he got picked second. So yeah, and I, mean, I don't think it really matters. You're right. For, and for every yeah, and for every like one one success story, you get a bunch of people like Nikola Mirotic, for example. Like, okay, I mean, he played pro over overseas, but you know, when didn't really translate into superstardom. I think you're more looking for Brandon Jennings, someone who came up like through the USAU system, did the year in Europe as opposed to going to college, and then Sebastian was just kind of like meh, yeah, Telfair. Um, I don't know. They're like, gonna start. They're gonna start letting kids come out of high school pretty soon anyway. So all of this is kind of a moot point. Yeah. Like when the Milwaukee Bucks drafted Giannis, they had no, they had no idea that he would turn into this. They're like, I don't know. He's still growing and he's 19 years old. Like, cool. Let's take him. Like they had no idea. He was playing basketball against a folding chair. The the highlights were shot in 120p. You guys are guys were smoking cigarettes in commercial breaks. (laughs) Going back to the idea of siblings, um, I know. So we're going to sports. So incoming sports take. J.J. Watt signs with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't really think this is a football move because Arizona's defense was actually pretty good. And if you're gonna, if you're, if you really want to win a championship, are you really gonna go to probably the best division in football to try and make the playoffs? Anyway, like, why didn't he just? I, I know I'm a Yinzer, but like, why not just sign with the Steelers? You guys are gonna sign every freaking commercial okay. deal. Every okay. okay, Bill Simmons. Just why didn't he come sign with the Celtics? Why did he come sign with the Celtics? Um, They could have gotten, okay, Luke, I know you're rolling your eyes because you're in marketing, but every single marketing idiot would have creamed their pants to have the chance to have all three Watt brothers for the same team for every single local Pittsburgh truck month. Um, they can't sell an amazing Campbell's chunky advertisement too. Yeah, like subway money. Steelers jerseys, subway money. They're already in that, but now they can loop in the black and gold with it, and they can just run, run the state of Pennsylvania. Do you think that the Routes four seventy six Subaru dealership has Watt money, Watt Trio money? No, I mean yeah, Outbacks for life. Who knows? Outbacks for life. <laughs> Um, yeah, he went to the Cardinals, and I honestly think that's one of the best divisions in football other than the NFC North, obviously. Well, um, are we sure it's going to be that good for much longer when when Hustle Bustle and Muscle Russell Wilson gets traded to our Bears for oh, 18 first-round picks? Okay, this we literally one week removed from the Mac Jones hype. We're going right over to Russell Wilson. <laughs> Um, yeah, I saw there's so many projections out there in packages. There's no way that he's leaving. He just wants to feel appreciated and, you know, whatever he has to do to feel appreciated by his current team is what he's going to do. But you really, you really don't think he's leaving? No. Oh, I think, I think he's already made up. He's not going to leave Seattle. No way. Go Hawks. Mm. What's his, uh, when's his deal? He doesn't doesn't want to. Fans. Yeah. My 12 fans. Does he have a British accent now? 
<laughs> it's me, Russell Wilson. Brad. My 12 fans. I oh, look like Katy Perry, and I'm the quarterback for the Seahawks. Uh, he has a contract that will go through the 2023 season. Toilet, what what would you want to bet that he's out of Seattle? Ooh, you want to do a little Seattle bet. I feel like we have to make it. Uh, whoever loses has to be hit. Like the, the winner gets to swing a giant fish, like a baseball yes. bat, into the yes. loser's chest. That's exactly what I was going to say. Loser gets <laughs> hit with a fish. A loser whole fish. Gets hit with a whole fish. Go loser, to the jewel. Yeah, loser gets pike placed. <laughs> Go to the jewel, get like one of those whole red snappers that they sell, and, and then we'll smoke it. <laughs> All right, done. Loser gets hit the winner with the or no. Yeah. Anyway, we're eating we're hitting and eating fish. I'm in. I love it. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he's upset because the offensive line around him's been horrible. Um a lot of rumors that they're gonna put in a lot of play action scheme, a lot of Russell Wilson on the move, a lot of misdirection, so he doesn't have to stand in the pocket and get clobbered over and over behind a bad offensive line. But good news, uh Green Bay Packers All-Pro center Corey Lindsley is probably not going to get re-signed by them because he's about to be the most expensive center in football, and maybe he will go and bolster up that Seattle offensive line. Who knows? Only time can tell. Only time can tell. Luke, you uh, I don't mean to jump to football. You had a football or a basketball topic on here as well. Yeah, you want to go back to your basketball topic? Uh, we're running out of time here, so I, I don't know. I, I think that um, – uh, I think we can cover it next week. Aw. Okay, fine. I mean, I really want to hear this. So I do really want to hear this too. This is a good. This is a good one to end on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as as the East currently stands right now, the Ooh. Boston Celtics are currently five hundred. Oh. And honestly, if I'm a Celtics fan, I am like pissed right now. Because, like, ostensibly you have, like, a really good roster. You have um, the JJs, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They're both all-star. They're, like, all-stars at the most important position in the NBA at wing. And your team, like, you traded for Kemba Walker, and he, like, hasn't been able to live up to expectations. Like, and Terry Rozier is bawling out. Um, but you, like... Terald. But you know that like the GM is good because he got the probably at least one of the best rookies of the year in Peyton Pritchard, according to basketball expert Bill Simmons. Um, so if I'm so a Celtics funny. fan, um, I think that it's time to fire Brad Stevens. Oh, <laughs> so Brad Stevens is coaching for his job. Brad Stevens mm. is coaching for his job. I mean, you know, they've been really underperforming with some high-level talent. I mean, I think, honestly, he's only going to see that level of success in the college ranks, so he should probably just coach at Indiana. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love this take. Um, yeah, I think Brad... You know, he you know, we rave about his sideline out of bounds plays. This is well covered. Um, he just seems built for the college game. I don't know. He just doesn't. He never really gripped me as someone who like had control of an NBA locker room in a way that, um, you know, these guys like most of these former players seem like the way that they're going now. Like, oh, we just want someone who like will keep the peace in the locker room. Like that's kind of the way that this is going now. 
a big old yes man like uh, Steve Nash. You know what? Yeah. Like the the professor, uh, Mr. President Brad Stevens. Yeah, not interested. I mean, I'm Sorry. going to wear my button down. Okay, well, looking at the standings here, like there's no way the Knicks are going to sustain being in the four seed. They're about to fall flat on their did, faces. Did you see the video of the people going crazy outside of MSG? No. After they like went up, after they went up uh, one game over 500. Wow, seriously. Yeah, good for Tibbs. Good for Tibbs. Yeah, the, the whole rodeo's back in town. Our Bulls are in contention here with the tenth seed right now, which would be playoff eligible, and uh, the Wizards hanging out here. In thirteenth uh, place, the last we're ten last. games, last ten games, seven and three. Yeah, we're not last. You're not last. You are one game above the Magic and a lot of games above the Pistons, who are terrible. Yes, sir. Well, Pistons that was the, that was the boys read the NBA East standings. So yep. I think we've officially run out of stuff to talk about this week. Well, no, I'm fucking pissed about. It. I, I want I want Boston Boston Celtics fans to shut up now. Because, like, they've been, like, really good for, like, a long time. And they've had, like, they're in the mix every every single year. And now they finally have one off year. And that's, like, oh, we want to burn everything to the ground. Like, no, Boston Boston fans should demand that. I'm saying that they're not doing that enough right now. I think they're that not they, angry enough. They need to be more vocal about wanting to fire Brad Stevens yes. and make him the next head coach at Indiana University because it's just ultimately oh, going to go. be the a agenda, better fit the for The agenda him. comes out. Do you think there's a world like, let's say, the Celtics end up at like the five seed or whatever, four or five seed, and they lose in the first round? They would actually fire him. I, I think that I do. I really do. If the, I, I mean, if if the player, if the if it came out that the players didn't like him, then yeah, I think they would move off of him in a heartbeat. I mean, no, he hasn't been able to control the locker room. Like the Kyrie situation was a fucking mess. And at least like, I mean, Nash hasn't had that much of a better experience either, but at least he like got him to play. It, it seems like the team is underperforming relative to their overall talent and the way they should be playing. Like earlier in the year, people were pegging them to be like competing with the 76ers and stuff at the top of the East. And Brad Stevens does not have the credit that Spolstra does where he's taking teams to the finals and won championships. So yeah, if they underperform, even if they're above 500, they could do the top tier tier top tier team thing and fire their head coach, even they, though they have a decent record. Um, he is, uh, okay. He signed a contract extension in 2020, August of 2020. He signed a contract extension for... God, the West is just so much better. Oh, my God. Why is this not like... Like, here's the headline. Here are the numbers. Uh, this is so toilet, strange. to be totally honest with you, doesn't matter. It doesn't does... matter what a coach's contract says ever. No, nah, they'll just cut. They'll just, they'll just get rid of him. Not. Yeah, you're probably right. They probably have, like, offsetting language, too. So when he starts getting a job somewhere else, the buyouts even be even lower. Um, so random sports take. So I watched, uh, the Butler Villanova game with Toilette and her family because her brother went to Butler and it's kind of cool watching a, like a niche sport with like super fans of like, these people are just super into Butler basketball, which has been kind of relevant in the last 10 years. Like with the Brad Stevens around Gordon Hayward, whatever the almost. Oh yeah. You mean Duke. like 12 years ago now? I mean, 
Somewhat. Like I mean, watching in the era that he was there. He was there during the Brad Stevens Gordon Hayward era. Like watching yes, Brad the... Stevens was there during the Brad Stevens era. No, my, the Twilight's brother. <laughs> um, so... like watching the Las Vegas Open with the biggest girth O'Grady grand. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like they're like, Oh yeah, we have Villanova's number, and I'm like, Really? And then like they ended up being right, like they killed Villanova, and I'm like, Oh, interesting. Like that would be kind of a cool thing to tap into of like, hey, Butler culture. What is your read on Villanova? Like we always get killed by that. Like whatever. Like you can get hey, the last minute better toilet. info. You know what would have been really nice is if you would have passed that that gambling tip on to your pals. I, I didn't Zach. know. Now you guys know. Butler kills Villanova. Now you know. Okay, now great. now we can really bet on college basketball and start losing some serious fucking money. Here you That's guys, our next pivot. <laughs> here it is. Throw out the record books when those two play. Oh, there Official you go. Take. I want to talk to like the biggest fan of the Iowa Cubs, like oh, the guy yes. who has season tickets to the Iowa yes. Cubs and That's, is like yes. all in on those players and gets pissed when they get called up to the majors. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Guys who are fans, guys and gals who are fans of super niche, small market or random teams. Yeah. <laughs> like, Girthy McPenis and uh, okay. and and Paul Mc Macbeth and you know what? Not stand and and a, and a guy probably named Tyler or Travis Eagle O'Toole. <laughs> Stop it! Come on, Eagle McMahon, <laughs> Garrett Girthy, Paul Macbeth. Say their names. It's been a Midwest podcast. Night, everybody. Bye, brothers. Another day I've got a new rose I've got a good Day I sign you there